Well, that's a great intro by Pastor Rob, and I hope there's an anticipation about what God's going to do in this series. And uh, again, Pastor Rob kind of dreamed this series up when he was on sabbatical last year, and uh, just thinking about how great and, and magnificent the stars are and, and how much it tells us of, of God's great love for us and, and how much he has for us. And so I encourage you to, just to dial in. This isn't a, a traditional type series that, that we normally have, but I think it's going to be a little bit more, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit a different angle in terms of God's love for us. So um, as we go throughout these next few days and weeks, I encourage you to get outside. Again, stargaze, look at the stars and soak in God's creation, uh, the, the canopy of stars he's put over us. Let that inspire you. For some, you might want to get an app. Uh, not an app. You want to, might want to get an app so you can, you can look, at, look at the actual star maps and, and just see what God's doing and what he's done all around us. It's, again, it's breathtaking. So uh, I love it. So we're going we're gonna to jump into this, and I hope, as Pastor Rob shared again, that, that you are inspired uh, beyond your imagination with, with what God has done. Um, his creation speaks of his goodness, and I hope that, that through, through what we see and what we talk about here even this morning, that your faith is inspired, that you may, you may have a situation in your life that maybe seems impossible through, through what we're going to unpack in terms of Scripture. I hope that you are inspired to believe God uh, for the impossible, to believe God for your breakthrough, to, to believe that God can, can do what only he can do. So we're going to look at some Scripture. Scripture is full of, of context and full of... of um, Words that speak to the stars and the creation that God has put all around us. Psalms chapter 136 says this, To him who made the great lights, for his loving kindness is everlasting. The sun to rule by day, for his loving kindness is everlasting. The moon and the stars to rule by night, for his kindness is everlasting. Psalm 147 verse 5. He counts the number of stars. He gives names to all of them. Great is our Lord and abundant in strength. His understanding is infinite. Psalms 148, verse 3. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all the stars of light. Praise him, highest heavens and waters that are above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. Nehemiah chapter 9, verse 6. You alone are the Lord. You have made the heavens the heaven of heavens with all their host, the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them, you give life to all of them. And the heavenly host bows down before you. Psalm 33, verse 6. The Lord merely spoke, and the heavens were created. He breathed the word, and all the stars were born. He breathed the word, and all the stars were born. We're born. Tell you what, my finite mind can't comprehend how this infinite God created all the stars in one breath with one word. He said, stars, and they were. He added to it, he said, Starbucks, there were lattes. <laughs> Praise God. Holy, holy coffee. But in one word, God spoke out. Stars, and, and they, they became, and again, it, 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 my mind, as I was studying this week and just trying to wrap my mind around what, what God has been doing uh, through the stars and throughout creation, uh, I feel like there are so many more things that I have yet to understand. But again, in the next 20 minutes, hopefully we can wrap our minds as best as we can around this scripture we're about to share and truly understand how magnificent, how great, how loving God is to us. So when we think about stars, stars are gigantic, enormous 
balls of burning gas. So I'm not an expert on stars, but I did a little research that helps bring some context to what we're talking about. So I'm going to share some facts and data. The sun is 800,000 miles across. You can fit 1.3 million Earths inside of the sun. There is this burning ball of gas called the sun. And that, that little dot is just trying to give us like a quick, quick little imagery of, of how small and in- insignificant we are. Um, praise the Lord for sunscreen, right? Can we praise the Lord? Banana boat, SPF 50, anyone? Fair-skinned people? Just say amen, okay? So the sun is this big burning gas ball, and it's, just, it's massive, massive, massive. And again, you can, you can fit 1.3 million Earths inside of the sun, but the sun is really small in comparison to, to the star called Regal. You can fit 1 million suns inside of the star Regal. How about the sun, or how about the Sarcanus Majoris? It is one of the brightest and biggest stars in, 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 our, in our universe. You can fit one million regals inside of Canis Majoris. So again, you think about what God has done, his creation. Stars are all around us, and they are massive. They are on epic scale, and God created those for our enjoyment, for our pleasure, for us to see how great and how, how magnificent he is. Now the stars, they are light years away. Light travels at a speed of 186,000 miles per second. So that, to put it into perspective, you could light a flashlight and that flashlight would circle the earth. The light of the flashlight would circle the earth seven times. Five, six, seven in one second. It's amazing. It's, again, it's for some that are not scientific like myself, you're like, my mind is blown right now. This is amazing. So what God has created, again, it's beyond our own understanding. We need more. We need his Holy Spirit to help us digest and fully understand what he's done above us. Now get this. Despite the quickness of light, it would take light from the constellation Orion, 1,360 light years to get to us. Again, when you look at Orion right there, there's a little red dot right there. That star, at the speed of light, that light is actually getting to us 1,360 years. To put this into perspective, the light you see from Orion originated in 656 AD. Islam was just getting off the ground. It was about 30 years old. That light you are looking at from, from the constellation of Orion, that is ancient history. Ancient history. All of the stars that we're viewing, those stars, they are ancient history of biblical perspective. Again, it's to, to, to put that all together, I don't, I don't know how, how you reason that out, but what God has done, it is, it is greatness. It is grandeur. It is something that is awe-inspiring. And my prayer is that, man, we don't get starstruck. We get awestruck by the stars that point us to our creator because that's who God is. He, he is. he is bigger than any celebrity. He's bigger than anything in front of us that we could chase or, or see. What God has done is, is awe-inspiring, and we got to let the stars speak to that and encourage us. We live in a big universe. We live in the Milky Way galaxy. How many think of the Milky Way bar when you hear that word? I do. I love candy. I'm not going to lie to you. We live in the Milky Way galaxy, which consists of over a billion stars. There are a billion stars in the Milky Way galaxy. And, and scientists say that there are hundreds of billions of other galaxies just like the Milky Way. Our solar system, our solar system is tiny Tiny, tiny, tiny. It's a tiny piece of the Milky Way galaxy. Get this. Our solar system is the size of a quarter. Our Milky Way galaxy is the size of the North American continent. 
Again, comparison, real terms that we can understand. We are the size of a quarter of our solar system. The Milky Way galaxy is the size of the North American continent. We are small. Not only are we small, we are insignificant. We, we, are, we are smaller than, than, than a speck of dust in comparison to the universe. We are small and insignificant, yet God deems us valuable. He sees us worthy of his love, and he's placed us in an environment where we can be sustained and nurtured, provided for and loved. There's something about what God has done in us in comparison to the universe that speaks of his enormous love for us. First John verse 31 tells us this. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Get this. He, he has placed every star in, in their place. He's called them by name. There's billions of stars, enormous, beautiful creations. Yet he sees us, insignificant, tiny, small people. He calls us out by name and says, you are my beloved. I love you and have created the universe with you in mind. I've placed you in the center of the universe so that you can be sustained, so that my love can be made known to you. And, and again, hopefully you're being inspired as you hear scripture and what God has done for us in comparison to the universe. Jeremiah, he was a great prophet and he knew of God's amazing love. And, and as, as he stargazed, he was amazed at God's faithfulness, at God's greatness. And he says this in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17. O sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. So he's looking at the heavens, which are the stars. He's, he's this assessing all that's going on in his life and, and what God has done in creation. And he's just, as he looks at it and he's looking at the, the heavens and he's looking at his life, he's like, there's nothing too great for God. There, there, there is nothing out of his scope. There is nothing out of his reach. As I assess the stars in, in, in the heaven, as I assess my life, there's nothing too great for God. Now you got to know, Jeremiah was in the, mid, in the midst of a black hole. He was, his, the, the, the context of that, of that verse he was in the midst of a black hole because he was sent to, to a people group that they, have tur- they had turned their back on God. The Israelites, they were about to be taken over again by, by, by another, another uh, a kingdom, another ruler. Uh, the, the, the Babylonians were coming and they were about to be brought into exile. So Jeremiah get, gets sent. He's telling them, repent, turn from your ways. Then that, that's not happening. So he's saying, okay, judgment's coming. God's gonna, God's gonna judge you. Here's what's about to happen. Uh, all along, he's being persecuted. He's being, he's being not, not, not only by the Israelites, but by, by, by uh, the, the, the Babylonians. There's just, he's underneath a, a hostile environment, right? And so in the midst of this hostile environment, with this message he's supposed to proclaim, um, God says very emphatically, Jeremiah, go buy this land that is about to become worthless. He's like, what is going on? He's going from bad to worse. And so, so God, God, God makes that very clear to him. So he buys this land. Again, they're about to be taken over. That land's going to be worthless, all the while, he's stargazing. He's looking at these stars. He's assessing his life and the hot mess he, he is in the midst of. And he comes to the conclusion, God, despite the mess that is going on with, with my nation, that is going on with my people, the, the, despite all that's going on with my own persecution and the message I'm trying to communicate that they are not understanding, despite the, the, the fact that I got to buy this land, I'm wasting my money, the, the, this is actually going to be worthless land in just a, a few short moments Despite all of, that, all of that's going on over here, God, as I assess the stars in the heavens, 
my conclusion is this. There is nothing that is impossible for you. Nothing is beyond repair. Nothing is beyond salvaging. When you think about your life, you're thinking, man, I I got a hot mess too. There's stuff going on. Maybe, Maybe you have a diagnosis Maybe, maybe there is business chaos going all around you. Maybe there's family stuff that's just not fun to deal with. And you're like, I don't, this seems impossible. For some, I've talked to many people recently, like you're waiting for God to answer your prayer. And you're like, God, I have no clue how my prayer that I've prayed in detail is gonna come, for, is gonna come to fruition. It may seem impossible, but when you, when you assess creation, all that God has put around you, hopefully your faith rises up and you're saying, God, you know what? I don't know how this is going to work out, but what I see tells me that nothing is impossible for you. Therefore, I have faith and I have trust. And I get my eyes off of my problems and I stargaze. I'm awestruck by your goodness. And I take hope, I take heart, because God, you are in it. Now, Jeremiah had a very limited perspective. Get this. We just looked at a bunch of images through telescopes. We have, we have the, the opportunity to view just majestic, beautiful images. Again, those are breathtaking. Jeremiah had the naked eye. He had no, no telescope. He had no apps. He had nothing to, to enhance his vision. Now, he didn't have casino lights or city lights. He had the naked eye. But, but what he saw, that was, that was all that he saw. It was nothing special, so to speak. And, and I got to assess that, that um, as, as he looked at the stars, because in ancient history, they viewed stars as about one to two miles away. As he looked at these stars, as he lay down in his bed, he probably saw the stars, something like this. Just stickers on the ceiling. Just slap them up there. Not quite. But sometimes in our lives, we get so busy in life. We get so distracted by what's going on. We lose sight of God's grandeur. And we lose sight of his greatness. We lose sight of the creator and what he's done for us. And we kind of come into life. We roll into life and we're like, yeah. Sticky stars in heaven, just kind of glow-in-the-dark stuff. And we lose perspective of how great God is and what he's done for us. And again, the stars, I would say that the stars are screaming God's greatness. They, they, are, they are trying to get our attention that do you see how great God is? Do you see how marvelous that nothing is beyond his scope? So again, we want to we get out during the series in assess and soak in and let our eyes fixate on the goodness of God. Again, despite what Jeremiah faced, he was starstruck by God's greatness. Oh, sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. So he trusted the God who put the stars in their place and called them by name, despite his situation. Tell you what, we need to be more like Jeremiah. I need to be more like Jeremiah. There's times in my life when I get into situations, um, and, and whether it be, again, I'm going to give you real terms here, whether it be a staffing situation, whether it be a, a housing transition situation. I've talked about that a few times. I, I have faith in God that he's going to do something significant. And, and I, I'm focused on the Lord, and at times I get distracted. And then before I know it, I'm looking at the problem. I'm not looking at the God, the creator, that put the, that put the stars in, in, in their place by name. And I lose perspective and I lose hope. And God has to remind me, Chris, what are you focusing on? What is, where is your perspective? Jeremiah didn't look at the problems. He looked at the stars. He looked at the creator. And that's where he drew his faith from. Not his own solutions. Not, not, not the problem that persisted. 
but he looked at the creator. Church, we got to be more like Jeremiah. We got we to glean hope. We got to glean faith from, from what God has created. Again, Jeremiah, he had no clue, no idea how vast, how great God was. But we do. And scripture speaks to it. Psalms chapter 8, 1 through 4 says this, O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. Your glory is higher than the heavens. You have taught children and infants to tell of your strength, silencing your enemies and all who oppose you. When I look at the night sky, I see the work of your fingers. God's, picture that, God's fingers just placing the stars in place one by one, calling them by name. That's awesome. The moon and the stars you set in place, what are mere morals that you should think about them, human beings that you should care for them? Again, it doesn't make sense that in the midst of God's greatness, in the midst of his vast creation, that he would zero in on someone and something as small and insignificant as you and I. But he does. Every day, every moment, he calls you out by name. He tells you how much he loves you. He tells you that it's going to be okay. And and I got to believe that in this moment, you have to know that God can heal your illness. God, God can save that, that wayward person that you've been praying for. God, God, can, God can miraculously make a way for infertility. God can open a door that may have seemed shut, that may have seemed closed, and, and all of a sudden the, the job materializes or, or the, the deal pushes through. God can bring forgiveness into broken relationships. So you thought, man, this is beyond repair. There's no way this is going to come back. God can heal and God can restore. Again, your diagnosis, God can heal in a moment. If the words slipped out of his mouth, stars, and over a billion, billion, billion stars came into being, he can surely take care of your need. God can revive your soul, breathe life, create within you something beautiful and special. That's our God. God is able and nothing is too difficult for him. There is no promise too hard for God to fulfill. There is no prayer too hard for God to solve. There is no problem too hard for God to fix. There is no person too hard for God to save. Some of you are here today, you're a product of a prayer, of a problem, of a diagnosis that God fixed, that God healed, that God restored. Remember what God has done. Look at creation, let it inspire you that the faithful God will continue to be faithful as you move into the future, as you fixate your eyes upon him, the creator, the author and perfecter of life who loves you, calls you out by name. Doesn't make sense that God would love you, love me like he does. But that's who he is. Isaiah chapter 44 speaks about the goodness of God. It says, haven't you heard? Do you not understand? Are you deaf to the words of God? The words he gave before the world began, are you so ignorant? God sits above the circle of earth. The people below seem like grasshoppers to him. He spreads out the heavens like a curtain and makes his tent from them. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Asks the Holy One. Look up into heavens who created all the stars. 
He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. Oh, Jacob, how can you say the Lord doesn't see your troubles? Oh, Israel, how can you say God ignores your rights? Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. Church, nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is too hard for God. So as you embrace scripture, as you stargaze this week, let your faith rise up. And as I close, I want to read one more scripture. I want you to think about the biggest problem, the biggest challenge that you are facing. What, what, what is that thing that, that is staring you down? Again, it may be a, a job, it may be an illness, it may be a person, it may be a certain situation, area of forgiveness. Think about that situation. Get it in your mind. And this is what Jesus would say to that situation. Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, Jesus looked at his disciples and it says this, but Jesus looked at them and said, as they faced a big problem, he said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Jesus quotes Jeremiah's words to prove a point to his disciples that yes, you're right. Your problem with man, it's impossible. There is no way out. It will not get rectified. It will not get solved. With man, it is, you're going nowhere. Again, Jesus taking the words of Jeremiah. But with God, all things are possible without a doubt. So take faith. Look at the stars and be amazed the greatness of your God. So Lord, in this moment, I thank you for your word, the living word that speaks life into dead situations. God, I think that you are the great creator that at just a word, a simple word being spoken, creation is brought into existence. Stars are put in their place by name. You are a great God, bigger than what we can comprehend. But Lord God, in this moment, I pray, may we know of your love. God, may we know that we are loved, we are taken care, care for. That God, your faithfulness will continue all of our days and beyond.